Alright, here we go. So, this is kind of a new series that I've been thinking about starting with my own podcast for a little while. Just kind of like a sideshow that has to do with kind of more life experience talk and, and things of, of that nature. Um, and just kind of like what my journey has been kind of like post-college and, and everything that I've kind of experienced uh, afterwards and and getting everything started. So um, I guess this first episode is just kind of going to be exactly about what it was um, that I, I did for a journey like outside of after finishing college and everything that happened. So basically I feel like every college student, you know, feels like they have to have their life basically figured out when they they finish school and um I mean that certainly wasn't wasn't uh, the case in in my instance uh I mean I actually had a friend I mean who had also graduated a degree in finance I mean that's what I graduated for a degree with I got a bachelor's degree in science um he had a job lined up I mean I actually didn't and uh, I mean that person didn't, that particular friend didn't even end up keeping his job in finance he ended up uh moving out of it and doing something else, which, I mean, is totally fine. I mean, you got to, at the end of the day, you got to do what makes you happy and everything. But, um, so yeah, after, after I graduated college, like I said, I graduated bachelor's degree in finance and I decided, you know, I might as well try something new. And I moved down to Florida and try living with uh, my grandparents for a while, just because I thought it would be, you know, a nice experience to be in a new environment and, try out new things and just be in an entirely different location because I I knew Maine wasn't really a place that I really wanted to stay. I mean, Maine is definitely a beautiful place, and I mean, now here I am back in New England working in Massachusetts. Um, but uh, anyways, so after I graduated college and I went to Florida, uh, my grandmother and I, who was, um, like I said, the person I was staying with, decided it would be kind of a nice thing to go on a on a trip to Europe so that's exactly what we did and I went for about three weeks or three to four weeks something like that I might as well call it a month and uh, while I was over there um, I started out in Amsterdam and then we went from Amsterdam all the way to I mean we visited all the countries in between there and uh, and Budapest so, I mean, like that whole experience was really amazing, uh, but it was definitely really time-consuming. And the whole time I was out there, I was really thinking about, you know, is finance something that I, I really wanted to do? And um, is, it, is it something that I should even... Yeah, so, I mean, that, that question was constantly circulating in my head. And, and the whole time I was out there, I really felt like, you know, I was behind the eight ball. Because, I mean, after you graduate school and any person that obviously has been in college has graduated knows that the you have six months before you have to start repaying your student loans and um when I finished uh college I mean my parents didn't support me anymore they yeah no they had they were going to give me no support whatsoever so um any support that I was getting was going to be from my grandparents at the time so uh yeah finished that trip up in Europe it was a really great experience um, would love to talk about that more, but I think that's like a whole another podcast for for another time. So we went back to Florida, and when I was down there, um, I was staying in Sarasota, Florida, which is right on the Gulf Coast of Florida, kind of um, in between 
how to put it, uh, between Naples and Tampa, I believe is the best way to kind of describe it. It's, it's kind of further South, but, um, I mean, it's kind of like right in the middle on, on the uh, Gulf coast. And I was interviewing for jobs, um, down there in Florida. Um, and I and actually ended up leaving Florida. I had stayed down there for three months after that. And I mean, I shouldn't say it was really a waste of time, but I mean, uh, it just really wasn't a good fit for me when I was down there. And especially Sarasota of all places, it's definitely in an older population for sure. So it was definitely, you know, not a fit in that sense. I mean, Florida has its pockets of old people and young people as well. I mean, obviously you got like Tampa, you have Orlando, um, obviously you got Miami and everything. Um, and then you got Tallahassee up there, but, um, yeah, no, it just really wasn't a good fit. Um, I mean, if this tells you anything, the, one of the, I mean, the hard reason that I left Florida was, um, I mean, living with my grandmother wasn't exactly what it was uh, that I thought it was going to be. And, um, and if this tells you anything, anything up until like the day that my father had passed when I was, uh, I was 10, I was 10 at the time when that happened, um, he hadn't been in touch with her for 10, 10 years. He hadn't heard from him at all in that amount of time. And then obviously it's, you know, it's absolutely terrible what happened. And I mean, she got, you know, the news that her own son was kind of dead, um, and had, had moved on and everything. But, you know, even after that whole experience with him, um, I mean, she, she just wasn't very, wasn't very, very nice, um, or, or good to live with in that matter, and, um, just one day, I was, I was making my, my own self breakfast, she said something, you know, that just really wasn't nice to me, and I wasn't, she just wanted me doing the, wanted me to be doing things her way in terms of, like, finding a job and finding, like, a career for myself, so, um, when she said all those, like, nasty things to me that morning, I said, you know what, in my head, like, hey, this is it, I'm going to, I'm just gonna leave, I, I just can't deal with this anymore, I gotta, I gotta go back to New England, and I gotta, do things my way, so, uh, she left that morning, and I walked back upstairs to my room, grabbed all my stuff, and then there was, like, a little balcony, um, out of my room, I literally just took all my clothes out of the closet, and just threw it all down, that's my car, and, uh, I packed up my car as fast as I could, and I left, and I had already kind of been in, um, conversations with, uh, I mean, other jobs that I was looking at in Boston and in New England. And um, actually, the next day, I drove nonstop that night from Florida to Washington, D.C. And I I think, whatever, I was probably outside the city, whatever. But I just, like, literally slept in a parking lot that night. I woke up and I actually did the phone screen for my job interview right there in that parking lot. And then um, I had that done and... And then I drove straight from Washington, D.C. up to New Jersey, and I stayed with my godfather for about four or five days, basically just kind of uh, being kind of relieved that, you know, I wasn't down really in Florida anymore. And nothing against Florida. Florida is really a beautiful place. It's a great place to go. It's a great place to vacation. But the one area that I was in, it was just not very ideal I think for you know I mean a, a new college grad trying to find his his self and in his own career I guess and um 
But anyway, so yeah, no, it was up there with my godfather for several days. I heard back that I was going to be having like an in-person interview for um, a job in post office square, which I actually didn't end up getting. Uh, and it was for, I think it was like an operations, um, associate operations, uh, associate. I don't even know. I can't remember what the name of the, the position was or whatever. And, um, yeah, so I went there for that in-person interview and, you know, I thought I was totally ready for it. I mean, I did tons of research beforehand, whatever, but when I was talking to these people at my interview, I really felt like there was no connection whatsoever. I mean, these are all people that had studied finance. I mean, and me as a person, I have such a, a different personality than these types of, of people that I just really didn't vibe with them. And the whole time I was talking to them in the interview, I could see them looking at me, uh, you know, just analyzing me and just tell that, you know, this type of job that I was interviewing for wasn't a fit. And I walked out of that interview and I look back on it now, I'm just really realizing, you know, that really wasn't a, a good fit for me. So, um, but yeah, so no, I had actually kind of backtracking here, kind of jumped the gun a little bit, but I had moved from, uh, New Jersey after staying with my godfather to with my dad's, um, stepmother. Uh, and I call her Grammy because I mean, my mom and, uh, you know, like the whole rest of like my direct family has been really in good graces and in good touch with her for several years. And, um, she said it would be okay if I, if I lived with her and stayed in her basement for three months until November, until I got something figured out. So, but anyways, so, I mean, I was interviewing for finance jobs. I was in Boston. Um, that one example was just one of like many rejections that I had uh, in terms of like trying to find a career for myself out of college. And, you know, uh, I just quickly found out or, or just over time I found out that, you know, finance maybe isn't the career for me. And, uh, but I, you know, I kept going. I mean, I was still training with, uh, weightlifting and everything at the time. And I mean, I, I still had a direction. I knew I wanted to do something, but, um, I mean, there was one thing that came about that I wasn't even aware of, which is a, it's a pretty big thing in, uh, Boston, but obviously, I mean, you know, Boston and Silicon Valley, there are a bunch of, um, technology companies there. And I mean, and over here in Boston, um, I feel like those are definitely the two hotbeds in terms of finding jobs for, for things like that. And I had a, a friend um, that I actually had met through weightlifting um, that had introduced me to a recruiter and got me the job that I have now. But um, before I get to that, uh, while I was interviewing at all these finance jobs and I had actually came back from Florida to Boston, um, I had to take a job at a retail store because, I mean, I had to pay for all my own stuff and everything. Um, I mean, I was really lucky that, I mean, when I was in Massachusetts living with, you know, my dad's uh, stepmom or my, my step-grandmother, I don't even know what you would call that, but well, when I was living with her, uh, I mean, I was living in their basement. I mean, they were, you know, nice enough to, to feed me and everything while I was staying there. Um, I had to take a job at a retail store and I was working at vitamin shop and a man, those were, those were two months I spent working there and it was, it was definitely very miserable. I mean, here I am with a bachelor's degree. I graduated school and you know, it's eight o'clock on a Friday or Saturday night and I'm mopping floors. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? How did I get here? And, um, I remember there was a, there was a definitely a turning point, uh, during that time, a woman, 
um, what had walked into the store one night and saw that I was kind of mopping the floors. And she's like, oh, no, you look like a, a nice young man or whatever. She's like, well, she's like, what are you doing here? And, um, you know, that's where I really asked myself that question. I'm like, I don't know. What the fuck am I doing here? Like in my head and everything. I'm just wondering that myself. And um, she's like, well, I mean, what do you want to do? And I was just like, you know, it's like almost I didn't have an answer for her. I, I really, you know, I, I, I really didn't. You know, I, I was really into weightlifting. And um, that was something that, I mean, I definitely pursued on a regular basis and trained really hard at. Um but anyways, I didn't really have a, a clear answer to her question, but just really got me to thinking that night. And it was just really weird at, about, you know, the time that it happened because, and another thing about the hard place of working at this one store is uh, the uh, um, two managers there. I mean, they didn't get along with each other and they would always complain to me about, you know, the stuff that they, they just didn't like about each other. <laughs> and I would, I was basically their shoulder to lean on and like talk about it on a regular basis. And that negativity was just seriously eating away at me. And I, I just like almost couldn't take it. And I was just about at the end of that with them when this lady had asked me that. And then when she did, it just really hit home with me. And that night I just said, you know, Hey, look, this is my last night working here. I can't work with you guys anymore. And then I threw in the towel working at that at that vitamin shop and that was over here in, in Cambridge Boston and actually that one location is now closed down I mean if that tells you anything about what that store was like or anything it just was a very successful spot from the get-go and I mean with that type of with those types of people in there I mean you know nothing good I guess can can really last for long but um so yeah I, I left there and after that I mean I had to get a new job uh, right away and um, I started working as a, as a temporary as a temp in, in sales support at Harvard Pilgrim Health over in Quincy Massachusetts and at this point I had moved out of um, my dad's stepmother's uh, place I guess you'd call it step-grandmother I don't know what you would call it and I was um in a house, I mean, really wasn't with the best people, but I was living in a basement, and this basement, man, let me tell you, it was one of the worst places I had ever slept at, it was definitely nothing like the, the old house that I grew up in, in Norway, Maine, and the ground, like, you, you would walk down the stairs, the uh, ceiling almost looked like it was caving in, um, and I mean, Newton, Massachusetts isn't a bad area or whatever, I mean, I was just below Boston College, and uh, it was... I mean, it was a nice area, just the, the this one place was just absolutely terrible. Like, you could literally see the ceiling caving, and it was scary. <laughs> and um, I, I had a, a really small, like, twin-size mattress on this really rickety old bed um, that was placed on top of, of planks that looks like they were just bought from Home Depot and laid there. And, uh, I mean, I would lay in the bed at night and the bed would always be like moving because it was on un, un, uneven an uneven surface. And I remember, um, I was still interviewing for jobs even at this point, obviously. And, uh, I remember one morning I reached for the alarm clock on my way to an interview and this bed was just so uneven and so rickety. Just, I reached for the alarm, the mattress slid off of the, the frame and everything just flipped over on top of me. And I just remember Frick, I just laid there, and I was like, man, how did I get here? 
it was uh, definitely uh, another wake-up call. So I was only in that Airbnb for one month, thank God. It was terrible. And then actually by the end of that month, I, I had a passport um, with a bunch of destinations in it. And I'd lost that there. I mean, maybe it's still over there. God knows where it went. But I lost my passport over there too. That's a bummer. And um, yeah, so this was probably November of 2018. Um, I mean, my family at this point was telling me and suggesting to me that, hey, Walter, you should just pack up and go back, you know, go back home to Maine and see if you can, you can get a job there because, I mean, you're wasting a bunch of money trying to support yourself down here. You know, you like shouldn't be doing this, but I was determined and I, I really wanted to stay in Massachusetts. So I was doing everything I could to make it work. And um, during the week I was staying in, in new several uh, Airbnbs. Uh, but the nice thing about the Airbnbs is I was always meeting new people on a regular basis, very interesting people. And there's this one story, uh, I'll never forget this one woman. Um, she was actually, and this is, I mean, it's a tragic story, what happened to her, but I was staying in uh, Taunton, Massachusetts, and this one woman was absolutely, uh, she lost her dog and she was attacked by several pit bulls, actually six pit bulls. And, uh, I mean, it was all over us news and, and everything, but, um, that was just like one of the people I stayed with. And, um, there are other stories there and I think I'm actually going to maybe go back and see if I can set up a conversation with these people, just kind of have them tell their story because they were very interesting people and uh, they just had a, a lot to say and a lot to tell. And I think that would be really cool for you guys to hear. But, um, anyways, so back back to the course here uh like I said you know I mean I was still passionate about weightlifting at the time I was staying in all these new Airbnbs just moving around trying to make things work and this one person that I'd actually met through um weightlifting had introduced me to this headhunter that got him his first job out of college and got him started in in SaaS sales which was something that was completely different to me so I, I, I went with this headhunter and um, she eventually placed me at the job that I'm at right now. And I mean, it's great. It's been good. I've been over the, over at this job now for over a year. And um, but just, you know, having that direction of weightlifting and just constantly following and having a passion for something just really introduced me to people that took me to uh, a job that I mean, I never thought about ever having or even considering so just I think there's something to be said about if you don't have a direction but just having a direction with something like even if you're making spoons like be the best damn spoon maker that you you know you know like I mean maybe you'll meet other spoon makers that can hook you up with something that you wouldn't even thought of or considered you know I mean that's probably a bad example but um just having a direction it'll, it'll connect you with people and, and those people will help you if they if they care about you so, yeah, I started that job, and now I work in SaaS sales. I've been working there for about a year now, and, and I finally uh, put myself in a good place where I'm fully supporting myself. I can do mostly just about anything I want, and um, I, I just kept going up from there. I, I started that job. I got good at my job and got comfortable in it after six or several months 
And then um, in November of last year, not November of last year, but in that summer, I was still looking, you know, I was comfortable with my job at this point. I wanted to see if there was anything else I could do to kind of try and further myself. So I started, uh, I mean, everyone runs on this real estate bug and there, there's, they think it's like a easy, quick, um, get rich, like, uh, it's a way to get rich quick, I guess, or whatever people think that, but it's clearly, that's clearly not the case when you're doing it. it. It does take work, but I mean, you can still start it and do it with basically nothing. And, uh, I had, you know, I did some research online and there was this one thing that, I mean, obviously everyone's familiar with it. It's, it's called, um, or not everyone's familiar with it, but, um, people, I mean, you'll see people writing about it online all the time. If you do look up real estate, it's, uh, it's wholesaling and this part of real estate, you don't even need a license to basically do it. So, um, that was something that I kind of dabbled with and I had decided, you know, um, okay, all you need to do is bring a buyer and a seller together and that's value, you know, um, even if you bring that to a broker, if they, if you know, if you notify a broker about having, I mean that there, there's a, a person out there that's trying to sell their home and they haven't put it on the market market yet. That's, that's a value. And I found a person that was looking to do that. They're basically just putting up a bunch of bandit signs in, in Worcester and it took some time. But I finally did make it happen. And then in October, or yeah, it was September or October. But basically, I had I'd, um, met this broker, and I met this person who was looking to sell their home. This person ended up listing with this broker, and uh, the place sold. So, I mean, I had a part in that, and um, I got a part of what the, what the house sold for. And, and I just couldn't believe it because all I had done at this point was make... A handful of phone calls. Um, I I met the two people on an on an appointment at the place he was trying to sell, and I made money from it. And all I basically paid was was fifty bucks. And I think I made like something like two thousand two hundred and twenty five dollars off of it, or something like that. I I used to still have the check. I know I have the um, the tax stub for like miscellaneous income and whatever now at this point but I mean it wasn't really a big check but that's when I realized you know wow this shit is is actually real and I was like you know what I'm gonna do now is I think I I might as well just try and get my real estate license so in November of uh, 2019 I started doing that Um, I had to get all my class hours done on the side you need about 40 hours uh, completed uh, 40 class hours completed in order to be eligible to take the exam um, and I'm still doing that now because it just takes so long. If you're doing that on top of a job, I had to do it after work. Um, there are ways you can do it on the weekend, but I had to do it after work for two hours here and there during the week, maybe three or four sessions. And then I finally finished and, uh, at the end of December uh, and I was scheduled and now I'm scheduled to take my exam. Um, for the second time, not very good at taking multiple choice tests, but hopefully I pass this time. But basically... I'm going to get my real estate license and and continue with that. So that basically leads me up to now and where I am at with everything. So that's my whole story. Not much more to add after that, but just goes to show that, I mean, even if you don't have something planned after college, 
and you're looking to kind of find your way, I mean, there's so many things that you can do out there. I wouldn't just really, you know, limit yourself to one thing, even if it is something that you studied. Like I decided, you know, finance isn't for me. And, um, you know, I, I, I just didn't really like it. I didn't vibe with it at all. So I, I just kept up with things that I was passionate about. I was constantly open to exploring new things and, and new opportunities. But, I mean, if you feel like you're clueless after college, you're definitely not alone. So I hope you guys like this show. And um, signing off here, got nothing else to say. If uh, you did enjoy the podcast, please leave a, a review and a rating on it. And if you've listened this far, I mean, you might as well. I, I really appreciate it if you've listened this far. And uh, look forward to doing more podcasts like this one. Thanks. Yeah. Real music. Yeah. Yeah. Getting that, getting that headspace, you know. Will somebody get the body bags? We're going with the beats in them now. Put the MCs in them, season them. Put them on a beat with me, then I'm eating them. Get away from the table, you rappers ain't hungry enough. You rappers ain't hungry like that. They talk about me like I'm here, they talk about you like you was. That nurse came into my room, she told me I'm sick in the head. I'm in hip hop, hospital bed with a bed and a pen and a press on my neck. They told me that I'm never leaving. Why? As ill as it gets. Any rapper that said that they running the game, I'ma come in this session and cut off their legs. Strap a grenade in my head, pull out the pen. My music is mind blowing. Ain't nobody do it like I do it. You ain't never been on my level. I got a problem with the way they keep talking and acting like everybody gonna get it. Better sleep with your eyes open. You wanna know what I know? This look around in my fan base and they ready. That last album was heavy. That last album was gritty. How you gonna match that? Just let me do what I do best. You're better off playing Russian roulette than coming in the booth.
but you don't get Cause you ain't never been in it in 10 minutes I still couldn't explain what's inside my brain Don't mess with it I've invested a lot of me inside these lines I'm just protecting them Everybody wanna hit a real version of life Then don't get so sensitive when I say something a little bit raw I drop my thoughts and they call it negative You wanna know where my heart is? I stand out cause I wear my garbage I work my hardest And every time I look into the mirror Don't forget about where I started Tell me what